It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. It's a Monday again. Weather kind of got in the way on Friday night. Uh, the game I was supposed to be at didn't happen. Yeah, uh, I know. We got a, it was a fun, the Yale Cross-Lex game was supposed to be fun, and then it didn't happen. But I will say this, on the girls' side, five teams that I thought would win won. So I'm going to say people took care of business. Um, and, and we'll get into that. There was a limited number of boys' games. Just a couple got played on Friday. And, and there was one that I saw on Saturday that was uh, a, a pretty fun game between PH and Cardinal Mooney. It was a busy weekend for uh, hockey. Uh, most everybody was on the road somewhere. Um, uh, Northern got a split up in the uh, the Sioux. Um, and uh, Marysville got a, a nice win where they got to play a lot of kids and get a lot of production from guys who don't usually um, chip in that way. So we'll get to all of that, though. Yeah, are we starting with hockey? We'll start. Oh, and the draft we'll is We'll start in the with hockey. Segment. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll finish with the draft, which I'm not really looking forward to. Um, and, and actually don't want the first pick. Like, I think we're both going, I hope that he gets the first pick because it's just easier to grab the next two players than it is to put one guy ahead of the rest of the class this year. All right, uh, but we'll start on the ice because there was actually the most of that this weekend. Yep. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810 810- 
378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Um, Northern was up in the uh, Sioux this weekend, uh, Brady, for uh, some uh, hockey action. This is a, a trip that started many moons ago because longtime Northern coach Daryl McCarroll is from the Sioux, not the American side. He's from the Canadian side, and his wife is from the American side. What a love story. It's a great love story, uh, and he played his junior hockey for the, the old Sioux Indians. I don't even know if the Sioux Indians still play anymore, but that that's where he played. I'm guessing not since they have the OHL Greyhounds. There. Well, the, there, uh, there are various right. leagues throughout Ontario, and they were in the greater whatever league, which is a good league. Um, actually a lot of players that, uh, that played for the border cats and the, and the beacons came out of that league. Um, but, uh, he played up there and so you know, he obviously knows people and they started going up to the Sioux every year. And it's just become a Northern tradition that, uh, no matter who's been coaching the team, they go up to the Sioux and play a couple of games every year. So they opened with Traverse City West on Friday and got a 4-2 to two win that I'd love to tell you about, but uh, they didn't put up any stats. So uh, I, They were enjoying the weekend they were up in, in the Sioux. They were enjoying the weekend. And then on the, uh, the second day, they uh, lost to the Sioux 5-2. to two. And again, love to give you a little more information about that, but all I have are scores. But they went up there and they got a, a, a split. Um, I don't know a lot about Traverse City West, but in general, the Traverse City teams usually don't stink. So I'm going to say it's an it's an at least an okay uh, win. They were they had about the same record as Northern. They're yeah. around 500. So I'm going to say that's a quality win, and then I'm going to assume that the, the Sioux is relatively Sioux's 14, a tough team. four and one. Yeah, so, so they're a good team. So uh, I, I think that's a fairly good showing up there. Uh, this is a Northern team that's very interesting to me, and they're going to play a game on Wednesday that interests me. We don't talk a lot about Anchor Bay or haven't talked a lot about Anchor Bay, um, but I, I, I put them in uh, because they split a couple of games uh, this weekend because Wednesday Northern and Anchor Bay are going to play. And I thought when, when they played Marysville, I thought Anchor Bay was pretty good. Right, um, but, uh, their goaltender especially is good. But the the stretch run is going to be important for Port here on Northern because well, not because they're going to win their league because they're not. It's that's not the goal. But with the, with MPR recently being introduced to hockey, Northern has a region that is gettable. I mean, De La Salle is the big one, and, and I believe in hockey, it's just like basketball. They separate the top two, and the region is both high and northern, and then De La Salle is the big boy, 
Lakeview and Gross Point South. Right now, Northern is second in NPR, but it's not by a lot. It's by like point zero one three NPR points over Lakeview. If you can guarantee you get De La Salle not till the regional final and you get them at McMoran Arena, you're not going to be the favorite to win that game, but that gives you the best chance to win that game. And you'd rather see them in the regional final on, on what that Saturday afternoon than before then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although Lakeview, which is technically St. Clair Shores Unified, right. I, uh, is, is a tough uh, team. So there'd be a couple of uh, big wins if you can get them, but uh, I'm with you. I think Northern can play with those teams. Uh, when they played De La Salle, the game that I saw, it was close for a long time. Right. Um, and uh, then things kind of got away from Northern, but there's a lot of bad luck in that game. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the De La Salle game where a couple of kids fell down yeah. and they got puck some... Hop, uh, puck hopped yeah, over a stick. They got some kind of garbagey goals at the uh, at the end of it. It was essentially, you told me after, it was essentially a one-goal game. Yeah. It was like it was a 3-2 to two hockey game that ended up like 5-2. to two. So I'm just saying, for Northern, it's important that you win your games down the stretch or get the ones you can because if you can guarantee you don't see De La Salle to the finals, gives you like a 50-50 shot of having to play St. Clair Shores Lakeview before that, or I guess unified um, before then, and just know that you still have something to play for, and every win from here on out is, is going to be imperative in that sense. All right. Uh, I mentioned Wednesday they'll play Anchor Bay at McMorrin. Uh, the Tars lost to Dakota slash Chippewa Valley 6-2 to two on Friday uh, and got goals from uh, Tyden Jones and Wyatt Bliskowski. I really like Wyatt Bliskowski. I'll tell you right now that if we did a hockey draft and we included Anchor Bay guys, I would take Wyatt Bliskowski on my team. Uh, I think he's pretty good. Uh, they bounced back with a 6 nothing win over New Boston Huron on uh, Saturday. Noah Blankhorn had a goal and an assist. Caden Lee had a goal and an assist. Wyatt Bliskowski had a goal and an assist. And uh, Luke Christensen had a, uh, a shutout uh, in that one, although I think he only had to make 10 saves. They, they kind of dominated that well, game. Shout out to shutout. Yeah. Uh, Thumb Legion split a couple of games, and uh, they hadn't been playing great lately. So th- this is actually encouraging because they beat Southgate Anderson, who, like, just last week they lost to them 3-1. Yeah, they, three went, to one. they beat them at Southgate Anderson, lost up in Sandusky, and apparently won the rubber match. Yeah, 5-2. to two, uh, And Gabe Vanderlip, who ended up having a pretty big weekend, had two goals and just has a great name. Uh, Eli Odell had a goal and two assists. Peyton Bowerman had a goal and an assist, and Chase Talaski scored the other goal for the Legion. Uh, in that one, and you can't say them without saying the Legion. Uh, and then the next uh, day, they lost to Kalamazoo Loy Norix. Boy, we keep our area teams keep bumping into them. Uh, four they to do. three in overtime uh, was the final in this one, despite a 43 save effort from Lauren Eager. Tulaski had another uh, goal. Vanderlip had a goal and an assist. Bowerman had two assists. Uh, and his name is Jackson Anthony, but I always want to call him Anthony Jackson because it just rolls off the tongue easier. It does. But it is Jackson Anthony, and he had a goal as well for the Legion in that one. Uh, and then the other games were on uh, Saturday. Marysville uh, beat Gross Point North 9-1. to uh, And the reason I like this game, North is, is a team that this They're is what Marysville should, should do to them. Um, but it gives them an opportunity because they really 
Like their top guys play a ton of minutes. So when I see nine to one, I'm thinking, oh, Lavalle, Vernarski, Caden Smith, uh, that those were the guys that had a, a bunch of points. But actually, Nick Swiss, three goals and an assist in this one to lead the charges. Jackson Trembath, two goals and an assist. Uh, Luke Fick got a goal and two assists. Garrett Schroeder had three helpers, three assists for Trevor Wallace. And Ben LaValle, of course, isn't going to let nine goals happen and not get one. He had a goal and an assist uh, in the uh, the win. But for the, the Vikings to get some other guys, some minutes, and for them to respond to that with big games, that's going to help their confidence. And it's also going to encourage coach to maybe right. trust those guys a little more and and, and give his, his big guys – a breather. Well, and we talked about the regionals for Northern. Marysville's in a similar boat, except they kind of have two big dogs in front of them. Cranbrook hasn't had a great year, but they're still a good team. Even when Cranbrook's down, they're still dangerous. And then Liggett is the top dog in their region right now. Uh, Marysville is only about 30 or 0.3 MPR points behind Cranbrook. And... If you can guarantee that, well, if you don't get into the top two, then it's guaranteed you're going to have to go through both. If you get into the top two, you might get lucky and one of them will knock the other yeah, off. Yeah, let them bump, bump each other off. Um, I, I think if Marysville can get on the other side of the bracket, they can get to the regional final. The other two are Foley and Gross Point North. Who yeah, they and, are and, better than. and Gross Point North is, is terrible and Foley's not that good either. No. Now, Foley did beat PH unified four to two on Saturday, unfortunately, but that's one of the most competitive games of the season for the Red Hawks. Number one, uh, they continue its baby steps, but considering where they're at, if they can can play some four to two games, they're going to knock somebody off at some point. Right. Foley was the team they beat last year when it looked like they were going to go winless. Um, so this one was four to two. Dylan Hubbard scored again, and I think that's back-to-back games she scored in. And she's got three or four goals now on the season, and so does Joey Gilbert. Uh, he had a, another goal for uh, PH. Um, again, the box score said all the goals came in the third period, but I don't think that's what happened. I don't think it was zero zero going into the That would the have third. been an intense third period, and, and it ended four to two. But it ended four to two. Uh, I don't know the order that the goals were scored in the game, um, but I do know that Hubbard and Gilbert were the goal scorers for uh, PH. So uh, we'll see uh, the, the PH team uh, not uh, not this Monday, but the following Monday uh, when they play Stevenson slash whoever they are. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't think it's just Stevenson. It's, uh, no, we saw it. It's uh, like – FST or SFT because it's Stevenson, Frazier, and Tower. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's what it is. So I, I knew it wasn't just Stevenson. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's a, a Monday night uh, game, uh, and uh, that'll be something to do a week from tonight because we've got boys basketball uh, coming up tonight. We're, we'll talk the ladies, and then we'll wrap up with the boys in our next segment. Yeah, because there wasn't a whole lot of hoops going on, and some of what was there got uh, washed away. And since we're doing the boys draft in the third segment, we can finish the second segment with the few boys games that were played. All right, and we'll do that when we come back. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish, 
Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and Brady uh, with you, and uh, let's get to the uh, girls' basketball in the MAC Friday night. Su- surprisingly, uh, and I think because most of these games were out of town. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the more north you went, the worse the snow was. Yeah, I will tell you, Friday at about noon in Port Huron, I couldn't see twenty feet in front of me. It was bad. I was going up and down main roads, going thirty miles an hour. Yeah, so but everybody uh, played. Northern uh, lost to Lakeview, forty to twenty-eight. Again, uh, it's just hard to critique this Husky team right now because right. of the injuries that they have. My critique is get healthy. Yeah, 
Yeah, get healthy. Uh, Dakota holds off Port Huron, 42-37. to uh, Again, not seeing the game, but that score makes me think that PH was very competitive. That tells me in a district game, in a rematch at PH, that the Redhawks can beat them, that they're not a unstoppable team. Yeah. So they're right in that class with the best. PH can play with any basketball team in the MAC. I don't think that's a hot take or any outlandish statement right now. No, I I, I would agree that uh, that's uh, that that they're the team that all the other teams are going. You know, I kind of like to avoid them if I can. And and right now, maybe as much as it's ever been in this girls' district, because remember a few years ago when Northern was playing well, PH was good, Anchor Bay was kicking ass, and then Dakota, Lons Cruz North had all superstar players. This district is not as tough. Oh, remember as the year a really good Marysville team got stuck yeah, in there? Yeah, right? So that district used to be an absolute death sentence. This year there's only three teams with a winning record, and one of them's Anchor Bay at 5-3. and three. And Anchor Bay girls have not been – they're good, don't get me wrong, but they're not what they had been in years past when they were coming in as the fourth best team at like 16-6. and six. Yeah. So well, they it, had uh, Peyton Lee there for right. a stretch, and she was just a, a dominant big. And and before that, they had a couple of really good uh, players. Um, so, but I'm just saying, look, diving into this this district, it kind of looks like PH and Dakota are the two front runners. And if someone else gets to the final there, it would be an upset. Yeah. I still like – is Gross Point North in there or no, are they not La- in there? No, it's Lance Cruz North okay, is in then, there. But then Lance it's, Cruz it's good is to get a- Gross Point North someplace else because – Right. It's Dakota, PH, Northern, Anchor Bay, and the two Lance Cruises. Because uh, I, I also don't like when you, when you get three and four good teams and you're guaranteed that only one of them can make a well, playoff run. Um, Let's not talk about the boys' uh, BWAC district no. because that one is, or the girls for that matter, because you look at the one that has Marysville, St. Clair, Yale, Armada, Crosslex. Yeah, every year a Excuse bunch of good me? teams get dumped in in the district and only one of them can advance. That means one of those five teams I just mentioned, their season's going to be done on that Monday. Yep. All right, speaking of Marysville, how about 31 points and 14 rebounds for Avery Walters in a win over Chippewa Valley, 45-36? to 36? I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and? Hey. I know, it's it's impressive. She's you, been... you, you can put her out there. Uh, uh, there are a lot of good players, and I'm not saying she's the best, but she's on that list. And it's a short list. Yeah. Like she, Avery Walters is is having a sensational season. But I almost feel like it's similar to Brian Everhart at at Mooney that if Marysville starts to click and starts playing really well as a team, you'll actually see her points per game go down because that means some other players have stepped up. I think it's kind of the same situation, but I'm not taking anything away from Avery. Her season has been otherworldly, and I don't know what the points record is for points in a season for Marysville girls basketball. I have to imagine she is going to challenge it, especially since it's a 22-game season, even if it's just by average. I feel like she averages 24 a night. Yeah. 
There, there have been good uh, good players in in the past and in your lifetime. Well, yeah, Fogarty was real, the most recent yeah. one. Uh, Valco. Uh, the, the night Fogarty scored over 40, I think it was. That, that was incredible. Yeah, uh, Valco was a thousand point score. I mean, that's two of the three. They had, the, think, they had the big center scores. there too at, at one time. Husson, yeah. Peyton Husson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peyton scored a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just saying Avery Walters is in that conversation with all of them. Yeah. She has been fantastic, and she's done it for basically three, four years now. Yeah, she's been on that team since uh, a freshman. And I, for one, am going to uh, miss her not being around next Well, uh, I'm going to enjoy her while season. she's still here because that's yeah. a good win for Marysville to get back on the winning path and maybe build a little bit of confidence. Uh, speaking of building a little bit of confidence, when you see the basketball go in the hoop, it is a good thing. And that's what the Lady Saints have needed. St. Clair beats Lakeshore 59-26. Tabitha Furlan goes off for 23. Uh, and Alex Komarowski gets 10 points as well. So the, this is good for St. Clair. Yes, that's a, I think that's the season high for anyone on the Saints this year. And hopefully that builds a little bit of that mojo that they can start hitting their stride at the right time. It's going to be tough for them to win a league title, but I, I've said it since day one on this podcast. If you win a district title, no one cares about a league title. That yeah, goes by the wayside. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's it's a it's a quick stretch because it just takes you one we week to make like everybody forget third about or the fourth season. in their league last year. Yeah, and no one cares because no they're at the Breslin Center. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, there was the, there was a stretch there where we were scratching our head, going, "What's going on?" At yeah, and then they figured it out. Uh, Marine City missed an extra point as they beat Clawson forty-eight to ten. <laughs> was that a football game? Because that's usually what they do to them in football too. Well, they don't um, give up ten. The the uh, the the Lady Mariners uh, can score, and I think what gets lost in that is that they actually can defend. I think even better. Well, I think is, that's their best trait this, is this the year. Marine City specialty: just body slamming a team that has no business with playing with them. Like they, if there's one team that never plays down to the level of their competition, it's Marine City. Yeah, like um, they win all these games. Like if you look at the Hazel Park one, the East Point, this one, they win them by like forty plus every time. But even if you look at like the Frazier game and the St. Clair game, they held those teams, you know, to to fairly low point total. I know they lost to Frazier, but I, I want to say it was thirty nine thirty five. It was a low scoring game. Um, so uh, M- Marine City doesn't generally let teams get to 40. No. No, and if they can figure out just a little more offense. Again, we haven't talked about it too much, but I don't know how this happens, and it happened in boys too, but with the districts, Marine City and St. Clair are in different basketball districts for girls. Weird. Explain how that happens. Yeah. But they're in with like South. Two teams from the same district. They're in with like South Lake and Regina. So and Regina's good. Southlake's good. So they have a chance to win a district. Um, in fact, I think the winner of that district plays the winner, whoever comes out of the BWAC-MAC uh, hybrid district. But they they have a chance to to make a run, and, and maybe with some different uniforms, they, they feel good coming out of the league in the MAC tournament. They make, make a postseason run because, well, let's be honest, Marysville's not standing there to stop them or this year any of the BWAC teams. Yeah, it's weird. I just think outside of our area, 
like the the folks in in East Lansing, they're not over here. So I think they think Marine City's further down river than it I is. I just don't. Well, the other one I don't <laughs> get in boys is the BWAC district is Croslex, Yale, North Branch, um, MLA City, and then Flint Kersley, and then Almont is out with like. Flint Powers, Notre Dame Prep. Like, it was a very easy flip, and I don't know how that one happened. That one, mm. that one really made my uh, eyebrow raise because it's a very simple swap, and it also grinds my gears more that the BWAC district is out at Flint Kersley, so teams like Cross-Lex have to go 90 minutes to go to a district game. All right, so this was one that I, I, I think I was kind of worried about the last time we, we talked, that it might be a trap game. No trap game. No. Armada 66, North Branch 39. No traps there. Tigers are good. I'm telling you, they, they won me over in one night when they beat Romeo. This Armada team is as good as anyone in the BWAC. And when, when, is, when do they finally play um, Yale? Because that's um, the that's the like the one matchup besides Yale Cross Lex that we're waiting for. Uh, they play them the thirtieth, so we still got we have to wait a week till next Tuesday for that yeah. game. But I'm telling you, th- this Armada team. I know you saw them game one. They haven't. They impressed the hell out of me in their two wins. And if they ever put together a full 32 minutes, which I'm guessing they did against North Branch, look out because you're gonna have. Trouble because against Romeo and against Croslex, they probably had a total of like six to eight minutes where they, I don't know, were rebooting and they let them get back in the game. And then the rest of the time, they were clearly the better. Well, that, that, that's what happened to them at PH. They, they went asleep for the first part of the fourth quarter. And then it was too late when they woke up because they were almost, they were charging. Almost wasn't. Um, yeah. MLA City beat uh, Richmond 52 27. That wraps up girls basketball. Just a couple of boys' games. Friday, Brown City beat KPAC 47-31. They must have started early, but they got that game in. Yeah, and, that, and that's a disappointing result for KPAC, but Brown City's been picking it up a little bit because they were. it was tough at the beginning of the year for them. And the Green Devils have started to win a few games here as we're going through the middle part of the season. Well, I mean, for... Didn't they put up 60 against Sandusky? They um, lost, but they scored a lot against Sandusky, didn't yeah, they? I think it was 70-60 to 60 was that Sandusky yeah. game. But don't you think, too, like for the guys that are back this year who have been with them, uh, the seniors on the, on that team, you're, you're so used to, okay, we're going to give the ball to Muxlow. He's got to get uh, his shots because... You got to get the ball to your best player and get him right. his shots. Um, that y- you're now in a, a unique situation, and you kind of have to learn well, it's, that this year you can be the guy, or you can be one of the guys. I think it's a tougher situation, but a similar one to Northern, where Northern you knew they had four or five guys ready and waiting to try and take the reins. If anything, they had to sort out who, what everyone's roles were. At Brown City, I think it took a little more maturing from the the uh, Green Devils to figure it out, but that's a win over a K-Pac team we think is a at least a decent team, and they did so by 16, so Brown City's starting to figure it out a bit. That's a nice win for them. All right, Saturday I was at Mooney. They played Port here in high. Um, th- this was a, f- a fun basketball game. The, the final score was PH 62 and Mooney 50. 
But after one, this was a six-point game. PH at one point in the first led 12-2, to two, and the quarter ended 14-8. to eight. At halftime, it was 32-22 for PH. But again, just kind of close to halftime, Mooney had pulled to within, I think, four points again, and then PH stretched out with a little run before the end of the half. After three, it was back down to 50-44. to 44. Mooney got a bucket right at the uh, buzzer, and I believe they had the first possession of the fourth quarter, and they couldn't convert, uh, and PH kind of stretched it out again, and then at that point in the fourth quarter, they were able to hold off uh, any Mooney runs. In fact, they held Mooney to six, and they held Brian Everhart to no points in the fourth, and he still scored 22 Uh on a on a on a bad wheel, uh, so I mean he's just he's as pure a scorer in the area as we have because it he is working hard like he's always working hard right but it just seems like he makes it look easy, um and and that's that's a rare thing and we always talk about like who's the next guy up well Daniel Rice knocked down four threes. And finished with 14 he's points. He's starting to come along a little bit. And if Mooney wants to have a similar run to last year, he's going to be a guy that has to figure it out. And, and, and Luke Bright is that he's been bad. I don't mean to insinuate that. But he needs to become a solid number two option, a go-to guy. Well, I mean, he's been uh, the, the, the go-to defensive guy for them for you know uh, the last couple of years. Now you're asking, okay, keep defending as well as you have, but score some points. Uh, I don't know that that's a naturally easy transition mm-hmm. for a, a player. I mean, Kalakovich did it, but I think Kalakovich was kind of special. Uh, Luke Bright also had uh, seven uh, points. Um, he's close, Brady. Like he he's real close, but there's still those moments. Like he should have been in double. Digits. He dropped a couple of passes inside right. that he would have gotten easy looks at the, the basket, but he's getting there. But PH is already there. So many of their guys are already there. Garrett James was Garrett James, 23 points. Um, Carswell had 15 points, uh, 10 points each for Rowe and Thompson, but here's how they did it. Garrett James did it through four quarters and finished with 23 in the First half, Carswell went right along with them. At, at halftime, they both had 11 points. Then in the third quarter, Jackson Rowe started knocking down shots and got most of his 10 in the third. Then in the fourth, Trey Thompson, quiet four points in the game. All of a sudden, he scores six points out of nowhere and has 10 points uh, in, in the game. So every quarter, they had two guys that were lighting it up but it wasn't always the same two guys. It was James with one of the other guys contributing something. They're tough to beat when they play like that. And they're so – I know we say it all the time, people get bored of it. They're so damn athletic. They just yeah. out-athletic everybody that I've seen them beat this year. And then they have – some of those athletes are also shooters, so if you try to stop them from getting to the paint, they're just going to kick it out and let it fly from three. They are the – if you're into basketball analytics where basically it's three feet from the basket or a three-pointer, this is the team you want to see because you might not see a mid-range shot this entire game if you go to watch PH play. Yeah, they, uh, and they just 
the defensively, they're smart about it too. Like if they if they see you can't beat their pressure, then they will pressure you to death. And they have guys that come off the bench that can keep that pressure going. And if they see that you can beat the pressure, they're smart enough to back off on it a little bit and get back and defend. Um, and, and they're they're just doing a great job. I think Coach Rosenau is doing a great job uh, with them too. I, I don't think we like we said nice things about Coach last year when they were winning their first league title in a long time. The, they started zero and three, and they're nine and five now. Um, and Coach is doing a good job, and he's got a nice rotation now with that team. And I think everybody there understands where they play, what they're supposed to do, um, and, and they, they've, got, uh, they've got guys making contributions. And, and, again, Foy had four points, but Foy played really good. Right. He's another one of those guys that contributes that pressure. Yeah. So, and Noah Adams didn't score, but Noah gives them good minutes. Um, so, and, and actually, I, uh, Tristan Woodson came in when he got into the game. I thought he played really well. Port Huron's rounding into form, and it, it looks like them in St. Clair, while not is is going to be guaranteed for the Max Silver title, that might be a Max Silver title game later this week. Yeah, uh, And I'm going to throw out one more name uh, for Mooney. He didn't score in the game, but there was a, a stretch when uh, he played some extended minutes, and I thought Alex Girard, that's a player I could work with. Okay. All right. Keep an eye on. So uh, that is uh, that's everything. So uh, I, I will f- stop stalling. Mm. I'll play these commercials, and then we'll do your silly draft. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk, supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business. We help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. 
respected throughout the community and dedicated. Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. It's uh, it's time to uh, to do a draft. Best time of the uh, season. All right, so to explain the rules, me. if this is your first time listening to this, we do it every year. Um, so basically, any player in our area is eligible, although we have only really seen Mac, BWAC, and Cardinal Mooney. I'm going to apologize right now to North Branch. I'm sure there's some a few players that would be in the mix. We just haven't seen you play. Yeah, and um, I know there'd be guys up yes. up in the thumb, Sandusky yes. and, and teams like that. Again, haven't seen them play. So it's not that we don't like you, just haven't seen you, and it's hard to go sight unseen to grab some guys when there's a lot of guys we have seen that have uh, that are good enough to get drafted. And this is also not necessarily a straight-up ranking of the best players. We're building out a team to, to – uh, essentially, we'd be playing a game against each other in this hypothetical scenario. So, if I take one player that is a certain skill set, that might I might not take another player who's about, maybe is equally as good because I don't want two of the same players on a team. So, synergy is a big part. We're doing eleven rounds, ten players and a coach, and um, I think that's about it. Uh, it's a snake style draft, so. Whoever gets picked number one, the next person gets picked two and three, and then it goes back to whoever had pick one for pick four and five, and so on and so forth until we have filled out our team. Dennis, there are two folded up pieces of paper in front of you. One says number one, one says number two. Pick a piece, and that'll tell us who goes first. Uh, I don't like you. I know you don't, but you're stuck with me. So what? which one does yours say? Yeah, number two. All right, so you get picks two and three. And that's probably what you wanted, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little better than just having to, to pick the first guy, although you're going to lose a really good player right, right off the bat. But um, it also takes a little bit of pressure off because the last two years it was, oh, cool, I get Tyler Jamison. That's not yeah, an option. Last year we were fighting look. over the the last four years we've been fighting over the first right. pick. And that was basically the tiebreaker when our teams were done about who won. It's like, well, he's got Tyler, so that's the tiebreaker. So – um, there's about five to seven players you could argue 
could go number one overall. But um, maybe it's because I've seen this guy a lot and I've uh, I've really liked him and he's had some star-making performances. And I think he might be maybe more well-rounded than a lot of guys. But um, I'm going to take Braylon Frost with the first pick. I kind of figured you might. Uh, and I would say anywhere from p- picks to six or seven, you could argue could have been first. But I've seen him the most, so maybe a little inherent bias there. Um, but he is going to be one of my guards. Well, since you took Franz, and since guards are important, um, he's a young player, but uh, he distributes the ball very well. So I'm going to go with uh, young Mr. Kohler up in Yale All right, as one of my two picks here. So, so Jackson Cole, scratch him off your list because I know he's there. Um, and uh, again, they kind of both have the same job, but everybody plays that pressure style of uh, of game now. That I'm going to get Amir Moreland too while the picking's good. Okay, so you're going to take uh, you're going to go with speed, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, um, Franz is more of a guy that scores at the basket. And I think getting a really good second guard, arguably thought about taking this guy first overall. So I'm really happy he fell. I'm taking Alex Jamison. He's going to be my uh, two. He's going to be shooting threes. He just had a record for most threes made in a game in Northern history. And I think that one-two punch of France and Jamison is absolutely deadly. Now, finding out where I want to go next. Um... I think I'm going to get a little bit of size. This guy can probably play, really, realistically, if you needed him to, could probably play five different spots. I'm going out. I'm going to MLA City. I'm getting Xander Nash. You you better take him now because I was grabbing him with my next pick if you weren't. Because now I have have a little bit of athleticism. I have a shooter. I have an all-around guy. And now I really like my and, – and he can bring the ball up the floor if he needs to. If you want to put a smaller guard on him, I can put him in the post and, and he'll do some damage there. All right. What do I need next? I need a lot. Um, but um, I'm fast and they play together and they're a good combo, so I'm going to grab Cam you now. He's going to score you some points. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I'm also, God, there's, there's a lot of guys here that I like in this, um, position, but do I want to do that or will he still be there later? That's the ultimate question that Uh, see, that's the mind games you have to play because yeah, it's, uh, it's tough because if you think you can steal a guy later, then. Why waste a earlier oh, pick? I'm going to get my Swiss Army knife. And, again, i kind of gone with teammates here, but uh, they work well together, so I'm going to grab Jakubiak here. Okay. Uh, I know he's not uh, your natural big, but the area isn't blessed with a lot of size, and Jakubiak is big enough, right. I think, for this area. All right. I, I, I'm surprised this guy fell this far. He is a scoring machine. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to figure that out. It's going to be the job of whatever coach I pick to figure it out. But um, Brian Everhart is going to be on. Just for what I'm writing down, I guess that would move Xander Nash to power forward, and I'll have Brian Everhart as one of my three guards, and, and I'll make it work. And now even more than ever, I can just have Alex Jamison be a shooter. 
and then if he needs to get to the hoop, he can get to the hoop. Yeah, you, you can put either one of those players out on the wing. All right. Now this is where it gets tough because – I think it's been tough right from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it, it, these it are all guys tough. that um, – so let's see. Just to recap, right now I have Braylon Franz, Alex Jameson, Xander Nash, Brian Everhart. So I have some good diversity. Um, I have a, a, an all-around guard. I have a, a guard that can shoot. I have some size, an all-around scorer in Nash. I have a pure scorer in Brian Everhart. This is where I wish you didn't take Amir Moreland because then I could just bring him in and he could be locked down defensively. Um, what do I need here? I mean, I could use a bit like a pure big, but there's not a lot of those in the area. There's only two or three true back to the basket bigs we have. Um, so I don't think you can ever have enough shooting um, or scoring. God, there's three guys here I really like. Um, he's too good to pass up. I don't. It's a good problem to have. Um, I think Garrett James is going to be my next pick. He is, I mean, you just saw him score, what, 23? Yep. You saw him score 36. I saw him score 35 35. Garrett James, I'll, I'll make it work in some way, shape, or form with him. And now there's a couple guys I hope fall to me. Well, there's so many good players. There's guys that I like that I don't know if you like them. Um. But but since since he's out there, I mean, I could have probably waited. But I'm going to grab Caden Cantrell from Northern. Okay. He's going to be my big, quote-unquote. Um, but he can also step out and shoot the uh, the three. He defends uh, well. Um, and I could just corner the market on uh, big guys um, and grab somebody now. And not, I mean, you, there's still stuff out there for you, but. Um, it would certainly take the the well down a little Recap bit. Recap your first five picks, just so everyone. Uh, I've got Kohler, Moreland, Haru, Jakubiak, and Cantrell. And PH is uh, too good to only have one guy drafted so far. Um, PH is, a, is an interesting case because they work really well as a team. Like on some nights, Garrett James goes off. On other nights... He takes a back seat as someone like Trayvon Thompson or Jaden Carswell has their night. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking Trayvon right now because Trayvon's just a good player. Yeah, yes, he is. I can't be mad with that. Um, all right, can't never have enough shooting. Um, and I'm just gonna take more scores. And this way, no matter what my rotation is, I'm gonna score and I'm gonna score a lot. I'm gonna start with Gavin Espinoza. Uh, out of Cross Lex because he's another guy that can score at will. And then um, maybe the most dead-eye shooter we have this year, when this guy's open in the corner, I just start to write down a three next to his name because it's almost always going in Ryan Monarch. He has been uh, sensational. I kind of figured you were going to pick uh, Ryan Monarch. I just You like him. That's every, okay. Every game I've I'm been picking at, guys I like. He's, he's <laughs> when he's wide open, he buries it. It's it's an inevitability at this point. And even when he starts off slow, he he'll make a couple big shots. Uh, because uh, I, I'm all about team unity. Everybody gets a buddy. 
Uh, I just love this kid. He's so athletic. I don't know where I'm going to play him or what his role will be, but I know whatever we ask of him, he'll do it well. Give me Jaden Carswell. He is just Mr. Energy. He's Dennis Rodman with skill. Uh, (laughs) I love Jaden Carswell, and lately – Uh, In games that I have seen, and maybe that's what's swaying me right now, he had 15 Saturday. He had 13 the game before that. Earlier this season, I I saw him get 10 against somebody. I I just like Jaden Carswell, and so uh, that's my rant on uh, Jaden. And uh, now, um, boy, who do I like better out of these two? I know who is bigger. That's an easy one to measure. Better. Um, Because I really like one kid, um, and the other kid is hot and cold with me. Well, there's that's what most players are. I mean, outside of the the top top guys, it's you're hard to get guys that score 15 a game after the top tier of players. Um. So what I'm not going to be the big, I'm not going to be the biggest team uh, on earth, but um, I'm I'm going to grab Cody Mativier from Croslex. He had a nice game against Yale. I thought he was Croslex's best player against. And, Yale. and I've seen him a couple of times this year, where, where I have thought at stretches in the game he was their best player on on the floor. I'm going to take him right now. I think he's a good player, and I think he deserves to go in this draft. All right, th- this guy maybe. I, I'm giving him a little too much. Maybe this is too much. Maybe this is too late for him. I don't know. But this is a guy that's just a pure athlete that I feel like you can match him up with just about any position on the floor. Um, he On this team, he won't be asked to score a lot, but I think he'd find a role and he'd do it well. I'm taking Jalen Browning out of Richmond. Okay. It gives me a little more size to a ton of athleticism. Feel like him and Nash kind of would fill similar roles. So if one guy needs a rest, the other's in, and I, I don't lose a ton of size. And I, I again keep the athleticism out there. Um, and now it's getting into the nitty gritty because at this point you're picking guys that fill certain roles, and because. There's a guy I can take that I would basically say you're going to be a defensive specialist. There's a guy I can take that um, would, would, would fill a, a, a post player role. There's a guy I can take that I think would just be an overall good player for me. But I will say this. The guys that can score this year all play defense. Nobody yeah. cheats to get their points. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of cherry picking. Um, I think... This guy, if he was on another team, we'd be talking about him like a star. His, uh, But there's so much around him that he has to fill into a certain role. But I think if you dropped him on most other teams on the area, he'd be at worst the number two option. I'm not going to punish him because he's on such a talented team. I'm taking Malik Thompson. Okay. Got no problem with that. I, because Northern has I took his brother. so much talent around him that he's not asked to do the same thing but if they needed him to play really well and they needed him to go off I think he could be sensational and that's what the entire starting lineup for Northern taken yeah and and I've got two picks uh, left makes sense because they're like 
I just saw today, I saw someone put him at the D zone, I think, had him at number 24 in the state. So yeah, it makes sense. I, I've, got, uh, I've got two positions left on my team, and I've got six players that I want to take. Uh, how do I work that out? <laughs> make some calls in free agency. <laughs> um, man, I, I, like, I like more than just two of these guys. Um, I'm I'm gonna take uh, Jones from Emily City. Yeah, that's that's maybe an underrated player because we haven't seen them play a ton. I had him on my list. It's kind of between him and and Evans. I think they kind of do the same thing for them. And it's just the time I saw the Spartans play, Jones had the better game. Right. Um. And and, and I like uh, him. Um. And uh, man, there's two other guys. That I really well, this is your last player pick. Three so other can, guys. I, I you know can, you can talk it out loud. I mean, I can't steal a pick from you at this point. I have one left, so yeah. But I, I might. There might be a guy you're not hip to, or that hasn't crossed your mind that that you then uh, grab. Uh, I know you need a center, so I could grab Cooper Pennywell right now and take that away from I you. I almost took him like two rounds ago. Uh, I, I've been waiting for you to uh, to take him. Um, really like Trudeau, but uh, I don't like that it's kind of been in flashes instead of consistently if if this draft was for like if you took grade into account and you're like okay you get him for the next three years I think he would have been taken much earlier but he's a guy that I think maybe even next year would be a top 10 pick easily you know I love Fisher in Yale but I've already got Cantrell and Mativier and I can put Jakubiak in the middle if I need to I don't really need another uh, big guy and, and while I like him as a player I don't know that he's like everybody else we've named is pretty much a superstar for their right. team um, he fills a very nice role for Yale. Roe and Foy do great things for PH. They they fit their roles. Um, There's a few names you haven't even mentioned. Yeah, yet well, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't got there. Rice is a great defender. You know who's a great defender? Petrikowski. Yeah, he, I mean, he has. He's kind of like Fisher in the in the way that he has he has his role and he does it pretty darn well. You know, uh, Radford is still out there. Dysinger is a hot shooter right now. You know, he's been in the headlines recently for us. Uh, Moran is is solid, but... Uh, he missed some time, so it's hard to yeah. get a gauge when he's missed, I think, four or five games. So I, I'm going to make you... Uh, gonna... No, I, I, guess, I guess I'll leave him there for you. There's still, I think, a player that's really solid that we have not said yet that I am hoping you let slip by. Well, it must be somebody that I haven't seen play then. I don't think you have. Yeah, so that's why I'm not coming up with it because I just simply haven't seen them play. Um, or I would have probably taken them already. Um, I haven't seen North Branch. I think have you, you have, seen North Branch? I think you have seen them this year. You have seen them, but not this year. Um, oh, you're talking about Radoslavic yeah. at uh, Elmont? Yeah. He's a shooter. Do I need another shooter? I mean, you can never enough have enough shooting. Did anyone ever say? Uh, did anyone ever say that the Warriors had too many shooters? Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> Draymond Green. I think just before he punched somebody in the <laughs> face. Uh, <laughs> he's another smallish kind of guy, but again, I, I like the size of my uh, team. All right, uh, yeah, the last they, pick's tough because. You have to. There are going to be good players left out. Yeah, and that's what I really don't like about the draft. 
There's a couple and other then guys. I got to hear about it. <laughs> I would know most like, this people, is Brady's draft, not mine. Most people have been pretty good. I'm not going to let a few bad apples ruin the the cart. Well, I'm going to take Radislavic. Yeah, I figured you would. Kind of talk me into it. Um, another name you didn't mention who I think if he if there was more around him, I think Liam Adams is a very good player. I just think that when every team can throw the majority of their defensive pressure on him, you have to be an un- an otherworldly player to get through it. Yeah, and I just saw the Mariners, and, and this is – I saw them on a, a night where PH yeah. just dominated PH them, has their number. And Liam, uh, Liam was not a factor in the game. No, but again, I think part of the reason is is because on every scouting report they go, if we stop him – as long as Van Deviver doesn't get hot shooting, everyone else for that team will chip in but won't score 15 or 20 and beat us. Uh, so you taking Radoslavic ruins my final pick. But, yeah, I I guess I'll take a true big man. I like Cooper Pennywell. I'll, I'll bring him in. He'll be one of my centers. It can give another dimension to my team. And uh, he will be a uh, – he'll be a big so if – you're going small. I can throw him out there and feed it to him in the post. He'll get rebounds. He'll alter shots. And uh, looking at it, my, my lineup's actually kind of tall. I think Brian Everhart would be one of my shortest players. Monarch's not extremely tall, nor is Thompson. But I'm going to have some length on my team. And that means I have to take a coach. And I'm looking at what I have, and I have eight different teams represented. So I can't, I can't just take take one of the um one uh coach that someone's familiar with. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be a bad uh decision to uh to grab Brian Jamison. So he he he's gonna head up this squad and he's gonna be stuck with his kid again. <laughs> I don't think he minds coaching his uh, his kids. You can't get away from uh, they, They've all been pretty good. Um, yeah, th- this is tough for me because there's a lot of guys I like, and I kind of want to pick somebody different this year. Like, you know, uh, easy for me to say Lance Campbell, who's right. been a better coach than Lance over the years that we've done uh, this uh, right. program. Um, Mike right. McAndrews, I, I saw Mike wizard his team through the playoffs last year. What he did at the regional were two of the best game plans ever, and then he beat Trillium in, in the quarterfinals. That would be uh, easy picking, but I've picked Mike before uh, in this uh, thing. I, I just mentioned uh, Rosenau Can I doing get- a great job. Uh, how about, uh, you know, there's coaches all around the Can area. Can I give you one that's done a pretty nice job that some- maybe has been a little underrated? Hmm. How about Ross Gothier? Yeah, Ross. He's ha- he has Almont right now in the thick of the BWAC title picture. And, and, or and brother. Coach Gothier in Emily City. Yeah. Uh, how about Coach Kohler up in Yale? Uh, they're, He's they're, got him cooking. I don't think anyone would be upset if uh, you took uh, uh, Garnett Kohler. Um, but I, I took a, a couple of players from uh, his team, uh, and, and I just – I've seen them a lot, and I've seen them a lot recently. So, again, uh, a lot of this is is kind of shadowing what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm, it's more of a of – a, I've seen Jeremy Rosen a, a lot the last couple of weeks and this season, and I just think he's doing a great job, and I think he'd have a lot of fun uh, coaching a group like this, and that includes a couple of his own players. So you're still going to get a PH Northern matchup just with the coaches. Yeah. So, all right, to recap, uh, my – 
lineup again. I just kind of wrote it down as I went, so it might not be in the best spot. Uh, Braylon Franz, Alex Jamison at my two guards. Everhart will work in. Those are the one, two, and three. Brian can figure out how to put him in. I think Xander Nash would could fit in at the power forward, even though he acts as a guard. Um, Cooper Pennywell is my only true center, so that's why I put him at the five. You can move any of the guys on the bench in, and I think Nash would be fine at the five. Um, other guy, and then the rest of my draft, uh, Garrett James from PH, Gavin Espinoza from Crosslex, Ryan Monarch from Yale, Jalen Browning from Richmond, Malik Thompson from Northern, and again, coached by Brian Jamison. Uh, I think he, it would be a little puzzle trying to figure out who the starting five on this team would be and what the rotation would be. You know, to have fun with these teams uh, is Matt Distelrath. Yes. Um, another guy that we should throw in there. And I'm even going to give Shunk a shout-out um, because uh, he keeps that thing uh, going there, and they are getting better. He just just had maybe one of the, the bigger upsets of the year when they beat Lakeview at Lakeview. Now, had McAndrews played Bishop Foley over the weekend and beaten them, he would have been my yeah, he pick. he did lose to Bishop but Foley he's got to wait so. until uh, later in the so week I, I'm to get that I'm surprised you even said game. anything nice because he did lose to Bishop oh, Foley. He did such a great job. Like, he did a oh, I know. magical coaching job. But I also know how much you hate Bishop Foley. I do so. hate Bishop Foley. And how could you lose to them, Mike? Yeah. How it's like Coach Rosenau with Lakeview. Yeah. You, you punished everybody in that region with that loss. Cause <laughs> take, uh, all right, did so I take anybody from team. East China? I didn't take any East China guys, and that I blame on, on McAndrews. Okay. Even though he's not technically in their school district. Um, what? Uh, I've got uh, young Mr. Kohler from Yale, a budding superstar. I've got Amir Moreland from Kohler Northern. against Croslax was Already so a superstar. How are you? To shoot the lights out, Jakubiak and uh, Cantrell, dangerous. Uh, Trey Thompson, uh, I feel bad that Trey would have to come in off the uh, the bench with uh, Kohler and Moreland, but I'd work him in, and he'll get minutes, and sometimes I'll go small and play three guards, or Jeremy will if that's what he wants to right. do. Um, I love Carswell. Um, I, I do not think he will embarrass himself uh, in an all-star game like this. Uh, Mativier, Jones from Emily City, Radislavic can shoot the lights out from uh, Elmont. I might not have as many pure scorers as you do, but uh, I think my guys play more defense. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the hope. Uh, another guy we didn't mention, and I haven't seen him enough, but when I saw him, he played well. Owen Rail from Elmont. Um, again, it's the sample size. I saw him one time. It's hard to judge, but I know Elmont has multiple good players. They have a big that was out the night I saw them play, so it's also hard to tell there. Um, but Elmont obviously is doing something right if they're in the middle uh, of this uh, title race. Cross-Lex has some other kids that we that we didn't draft. Uh, Franzel's been hurt. Um, yeah, I liked him when he was healthy. Yeah, and he he's getting worked back in um but i think we can all agree he, he he's a solid player for for the pioneers um max Knowles, a freshman he didn't get drafted this year i would be shocked if maybe not next year because i mean looking at this list i have two senior three seniors four seniors on the team so of a team of 10 
or is Browning's a senior, right? So ha- I think Browning's a senior this year. So yeah. Max Knoll, I think, will be right up there next year, especially if he continues to develop. I think a guy like Evan Trudeau's in the same boat where he is. We know he's going to be really good, but right now he's still finding, like you said, the consistency. Trudeau and Knoll have both scored twenty in a game. But then you might go a couple games before they have their next big scoring night. Yeah, uh, I do like Evans and Emily City. Um, I thought maybe you'd go out and, and take him, but uh, I kind of forgot about Browning. And Browning is a guy that uh, yeah. I first scouted and really like. Yeah, and uh, I just as an, overall, just as an athlete. And Richmond has improved a lot, and I think him stepping to the forefront has helped. I know Richmond has some other players um, that I that I like. Again, I haven't seen them a ton. Um, the, the the younger Haskins, I thought, was a, a nice player the night I saw them. Who else did I see from Richmond that I liked? Um, do, 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 if, I can, if I can ever find it here. Um, it was after that. Um, but Browning was one. Uh, Justin Smalls uh, uh, is a player I, I really liked. Uh, they have a, just a little bit of everything. Um but so Haskins, when he came in, he was playing at the end, and he was hitting free throws. Smalls had 15 the night I saw him against Marine City. I think those are going to be guys that next year are going to be problems for teams. Now you're going to make me want to look because somebody did play really well in the for Richmond in the Croswell game. I just can't remember who it was. It was a lower scoring and, game. And while too. you look for that, again, I know there would have been some Broncos on here. If, if we had seen them play, and I think I see them this week, don't I? Yeah, Isaac Sommer's another kid that you might want to keep an eye on, too. Yeah, Sommer, yeah, I liked him. (laughs) There's so many. But um, anyway, as Dennis looks. I'm just stretching it out, and I don't know how long ago that was. Oh, here we go. Uh, Smalls and Browning were their leading scorers. Was there somebody else that stood out for me that night? I guess those were the two guys I was thinking about. So I wasted your time. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, uh, just so you know, uh, Coach Campy will uh, give us a call later today, and we will tell him who to and not offer scholarships from, depending on how yeah. this draft don't, went. Don't start that. So, um, don't start that so because there's if, enough suckers out there that somebody will believe you. If they weren't in the top five, I know they are automatically off everyone's recruiting list. So, um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like doing this. We'll do the uh, the girls' draft later in the season. And, uh, yeah, I always have fun with this. And, again, we probably could have went a full team of, like, 15 if we really wanted to. Yeah, we, we could have gone deeper. And, and, actually, in past years, we've had a third person for a couple of right. the I know uh, we'd drafts, only go, but... like, two or three bench players when we did that. Yeah. But got 20 kids drafted, have a coach, so – uh, I think I like doing this, and hopefully you guys like listening to it because I know that depending on where you are, someone was either way too high or way too low. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, or I you're think, just going to hate because it's your rival or you're going to love because it was the kid from your team. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, anything else before we send it home? I, uh, tonight, I'm, we are. tonight I'm at Northern uh, for a uh, makeup game with Romeo that was uh, snowed out earlier in the season, but it was on our schedule, so we get to at least go back and do that one. Yep, and I am at Marine City hosting Lutheran North, looking for a win in the non-league. Tomorrow, we have some BWAC action. Dennis, you're up at Cross Lex as Almont comes to town. 
big game for both sides. Almont with a win stays right in the middle of the BWAC title picture. If Cross-Lex loses, they're kind of out of the race. They need a lot of help. And then I'm out at MLA City as some uh, pesky Broncos will try to knock off MLA City in Spartan territory. All right. It's a, it's a fun week coming up uh, ahead, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, draft today. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.